Welcome to another episode of the Supply Chain Ambassador Podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, helping you navigate the world of supply chain in a fun and engaging way, giving you top-notch insights and knowledge direct from industry professionals. I have a very exciting guest on today's episode uh, where we're going to talk about social procurement. With that said, let me introduce your guest. Tori Williamson is the Director of Education and Communications at BiSocial Canada. Tori's project management, communications, marketing, and logistics experience ranges from transportation to education to tourism. She sees the importance in expanding objectives beyond price and quality in order to shape vibrant and healthy communities. As Director of Education and Communications, she spearheads engagement and works with purchasers and suppliers across the social procurement ecosystem. She sits on the Stronger Together Solidarity Working Group to help bring inclusion, diversity, equity, and accessibility to the social innovation sector. Currently, she is the project manager for the Surrey Community Employment Benefits Project and the lead for BiSocial Canada's Social Procurement Supplier Readiness Training Program. And with that said, uh, Tori, welcome. Hi, Aruna. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, this is uh, exciting. What exactly is social procurement? If you can elaborate, please. Yeah, absolutely. So every purchase has an economic, environmental, and social impact, whether intended or not. Social procurement is about capturing those impacts and seeking to make intentional, positive contributions to both the local economy and the overall vibrancy of the community. You can create community capital and benefits through your procurement beyond just purchasing the goods and services that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. What is BiSocial Canada? Yeah, BiSocial Canada is a social enterprise. So we are a business with a central environmental, cultural, or um, social mission. And our mission is to advance and grow social procurement. And as a social enterprise, we reinvest the majority of our net profits back into that mission. So our legal structure is called a triple C. We're a community contribution company, and we incorporate that requirement into our business. Um, We also provide certification for other social enterprises. So if you're looking for social enterprises and you want to find some in your area, you can go to our website and you can find other businesses who meet that definition. Yeah. And with a social enterprise, you can, you, if you support a social enterprise and you do business with a social enterprise, which a lot of the times can happen when you're doing social procurement, yeah. you know that you're not just getting that good or service, but you're also helping them to achieve their mission and create social value. That's interesting. And why is social procurement important in your own words? Social procurement is important because I think we can look around and acknowledge that our current systems are creating a lot of externalities that are harmful to the people and to the planet. Um, There's exploitation and extraction that occur when profit is your key motivator. With social procurement, you shift your objective. You're looking at those broader impacts, the ripple effects of your decisions and your choices, and adding positive intention to that. So for me, I really believe that our economic system, as 
flawed as it may be, can be changed if we shift what we're working towards. Because if you change your objectives, all of your actions will follow from that. So in social procurement, you're looking to achieve a healthy community Mm -hmm. that has um, social inclusion, diversity, opportunities for all, all of these things that we think can help really make the people on the planet a healthier, better place for everyone. That's fantastic. Um, What are the challenges uh, facing social procurement initiatives? Um, Well, for it's interesting speaking with social procurement or procurement professionals, because um, I'm sure you're aware when you start to talk about supply chains in uh, the kind of broader outside world, a lot of people don't necessarily understand how complex it is. Um, One benefit, not to say that it's been a benefit, but with the pandemic, people have become so much more aware of what supply chains are and how impactful they are on communities. So now we're having conversations around the importance of buying local, of understanding where our goods and services are coming from and what type of businesses you're supporting. So that's really been something that's uh, risen lately. And then with social procurement, there's also kind of perceptions that people have. People have the ideas that maybe it's not legal under trade agreements, even though there are ways that you can work around the trade agreements. So Buy Social Canada has a trade agreements primer on our website. So you're welcome to go check that out as a free open source resource to understand how to work with trade agreements. There's a perception that it can cost more, that, but we have research and there's ongoing research to show and prove that there's no additional cost. In Vancouver Island, uh, there's a group called the Coastal Community Social Procurement Initiative who yeah. are working together across r- remote and rural communities to join their social procurement activities. And one of them had a project under Infrastructure Canada's Community Employment Benefits Initiative, and they found that there was no additional cost, and they were able to actually double their um, targeted number volume of employment hours for the CEB target groups. So that's, you know, there's this perception. There can also be a perception that you might sacrifice in quality, but again, we're not seeing any evidence of that. Mm -hmm. So it really becomes, in social procurement, a lot about change management. It's a really big shift to go from you know, what's the lowest price I can get? What's the cheapest thing to think, to take a step back and think, okay, what are the other things that I can achieve if I'm trying to, you know, have a specific objective? So say your community has issues with mental health or addiction. And like we work a lot in Vancouver's downtown east side and there there's a rich array of social enterprises who are working to create employment opportunities for people with barriers. We have published a blog that says, you know, one way to end poverty is to provide people with an income and provide jobs and not, you know, everyone may not be able to work in the normal workforce. So how do we find jobs that are supportive for people and their needs and meet them where they're at? Yeah, I think that's true. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, My next question was going to ask you about addressing these challenges, but I think you kind of touched on that uh, with that response. Um, So what are the current social procurement projects you would say? There's social procurement is really, I feel like blossoming right now. Um, People, it's kind of been in the process for a long time. We talk about the evolution of procurement and how, you know, indigenous people across North America have always used trade to help support each other and better each other's lives by sharing regional goods and services. But then with, with colonization, we see this shift from like extraction and exploitation in order to create and maximize profits. Mm -hmm. In the 60s, we see the incorporation of the green considerations. And now that's become quite normalized in procurement that um, people are considering um, what the environmental impacts are of their purchases. 
And now slowly in the 2000s, we've been having this social value consideration added. Mm -hmm. So right now across Canada, we see a lot happening with municipalities. We, by Social Canada is having a conference on April 26th, um, if anybody's interested in learning more, but we'll be having a panel on leading municipalities just because municipalities are working on the ground and serving their communities so they can really see the impacts of their spend. Um, We're working with the city of Calgary, the city of Edmonton, uh, the regional municipality of Wood Buffalo. We're working with the city of Surrey, the city of Vancouver, Coastal Community Social Procurement Initiative, all municipalities. Yeah. We're actively engaged in social procurement. Um, We're also engaged with the federal government. So Employment and Social Development Canada, we're doing um, a workshop, uh, an event uh, hosted by them cross-ministerial at the federal government. You can see Procurement and Social, uh, Public Services and Procurement Canada um, has just launched their uh, social procurement pilot looking at Black-led small businesses. So Mm -hmm. 10 pilot projects there. Mm-hmm. Um, provincially, there's a little bit of traction. There's also community benefit agreements, which um, we have two paths of social procurement. So one is social purchasing of goods and services. Mm-hmm. And the other is looking at land development and infrastructure projects. Yeah. Because land development infrastructure projects have, you know, big budgets, multi-year time spans, there's a lot of opportunities for benefits there. So community benefit agreements are between government, community and developers to mm-hmm. look at how to leverage that existing spend, the construction project, in order to create employment opportunities, skills and training opportunities within the supply chain. So, you know, your tier two and your tier three contractors, what's being procured. Yeah. So the city of Vancouver Community Benefit Agreement has a target of 10% of local hiring and 10% local purchasing. Yeah. So yeah, there's lots happening. There's always so much and it's really exciting time in social procurement right now because it's just kind of snowballing. We're really seeing momentum build. That's good. I can, um, I definitely agree. Um, it's something for me, I think is important. I just uh, seeing that there's impacts in this money supporting and creating a healthier community. I just wanted to touch on the scope of it. You know, there is a lot going on, but how is it measured? Yeah. So um, by Social Canada really focuses on outcomes in our measurement, obviously, and this we differentiate between impacts and outcomes. Obviously, the hope is to create impacts. You're hoping to create positive impact in community and in people's lives. Um, but a lot of those impacts, um, impact measurement is a whole field of, um, you know, research and methodology in itself. Yeah. So what we're doing social procurement, we really focus on um, measuring outcomes. So you can measure the number of jobs, you can measure the number of employment hours, you can measure the contract spend. And if you have set your objectives towards, say, you want to employ women, you want to employ youth, you want to provide employment opportunities for racialized people, you want to purchase social enterprises. If you set your objectives towards those things, then you can measure those outcomes. And then the hope is that those outcomes create impacts. I see. In the the process of um, working with Social Procurement Canada is that the, these organizations reach out to you and then work with you to meet these objectives. Am I correct in that thinking? Yeah. So by Social Canada, um, we operate in a variety of ways. We work as consultants, so providing you know consulting services on large projects. So if you're a government purchaser, you could contract us to do a policy or a implementation framework. Um, we also work with corporations, so we're really seeing purpose being. Um, brought into business operations more and more. And we say social procurement is a great way to put your purpose into practice. Absolutely. So we have the buy social pledge where we're engaging with corporations um, from across Canada. 
We also have a variety of learning events um, that we are always promoting on our social media mm -hmm. and on our newsletter. Our newsletter is a fantastic resource. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, open source resources and tools. So on our website, we make all of our to tools available for free. Yeah. So if you wanted to go and learn about what is social procurement, the guide yeah. to social procurement is great. If you want to learn out how to do it more, the social value menu series has sample RFX language and a guide to implementation. Yeah. If you are interested in from the supplier perspective, we just released uh, the supplier guide to social procurement. So recognizing that as social procurement grows, in um, in popularity, there there's skills that are needed for a small business or a social enterprise to respond to a 200 page RFP. So okay. let's provide them those resources so they can meet those opportunities. And we've got a few more. Um, we're about to release a construction guide to social procurement and another social value menu. So we always have lots going on, and there's lots of different ways to engage with us. And we're always happy to have conversations because. Our mission, again, is to advance and grow social procurement. So if there's procurement professionals who are interested in having a talk with us or anything, we're happy to, to meet and try and see how we can help um, them meet their social procurement goals. Wow. Wow. That's just fantastic. Um, yeah, you've, you've answered all my questions. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to sit with me to do this. Great. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I hope, um, I hope people start thinking about social procurement. We... Um, have uh, the Coastal Community Social Procurement Initiative that I mentioned is led by two women mayors. And one of them has mentioned that she calls her procurement agents for change agents. And so it's really saying that like, from as a procurement professional, you can be creating change in your community. And I think that's just such a um, exciting and empowering place to be creating, you know, a healthy, vibrant community through your work. So good absolutely. luck to all those change agents out there. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I, I must not forget too, yesterday was international Women's Day. So, you know, congrats and kudos to all the amazing women doing fantastic things for, for all our lives and our communities. And I think it's just uh, a great point to, to, to sort of add to that as well, since you mentioned that the mayor about the mayors. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I'm just going to end off today with the quote of the day, which says, alone, we can do so little together. We can do so much. And this was by Helen Keller. And I think it, it's poignant in, in the regard that, yeah, together we can kind of make these changes happen. We can influence our communities in rather positive ways. So thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find the podcast on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, just search for the Supply Chain Ambassador podcast. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, if you search for the Supply Chain Ambassador, or you can send me your thoughts and how this podcast can bring value to you or your business. So thank you and until next time. And thank you, Tori, for coming to sit with me and, and really sharing this great knowledge to all of us listening. Thank you, everyone. It was a pleasure. Thank you.